I'm going to argue with Jason that there's no such thing as a double switcheroo. Eh, Frank's a loser. Lodero. So I officially hate like 94% of Atlanta fans. Guys, I'm going to make you set down your teacups and take your pinky fingers and put them back into the fist that they need to be in because this has gotten far too cordial. I lost to the freaking cat team. Just a whisker. A whisker of a loss. Was that a rational RSL take from Jason? <laughs> hey, I, I, I'm probably the most rational RSL fan. You just got lawyered by a non-lawyer, bro. Hello and welcome to our special week one quick drop episode preview thing of the MLS Fantasy Insider podcast slash video. I don't know. We're doing that extra time thing now kind of too where we've got videos and podcasts, but we have far less money. So uh, it's better. Uh, I'm Reed Connolly, a.k.a. MLS Fantasy Boss uh, from MLSFantasyBoss.com. And I've got uh, with me video live here, Mike Ditton and Blaine Riffle, our usual co-host. How are you guys doing? Oh, and little Lily. Hey, hi, Lily. You're doing well, but wait a minute. I think we did the video thing first. So really, it's our thing that Extra Time is copying. Yeah, I think we'll go with that. We'll, yeah, we'll just run with that. Definitely. We're trendsetters. Trendsetters. That's what we're going to say for exactly. the for the fantasy world. Uh, so what we're doing tonight, guys, Speaking of is... Extra Time, before we get any further, oh, no, go ahead. I am so disappointed in all of you for voting Weeby back into our league. <laughs> I hate all of you. <laughs> you all disappoint me. Jay may say that he loves all of our Patreon people and listeners all the time. No. It is pure anger for me. He's he's contractually <laughs> obligated to, to do that. So yeah, he's contractually uh, obligated, but I'm a lawyer. I'm not contractually obligated to do anything. <laughs> that's true. Uh, no, it was. This is definitely the year of um, of redemption for for Weeby. So uh, he was not relegated. He's still in our league. We had that little vote last time. If you guys caught the last show, I think you did. Uh, that's why we're doing this podcast, though. We did an Eastern Conference preview. We did a Western Conference preview, as usual, that we do for every season. But it's really tight for when the season starting this year, and we didn't have time to focus on round one picks. And I know everyone likes to have that help, especially on round one and especially for new people. This is what we do every week. So we've got a special episode here. I'm hoping it's going to last about 20-ish minutes. We'll see. Uh, but we're just going to talk the picks from round one and uh, and who we're looking at, some general, and then we'll give our final picks there. And we'll still have the chalkboard at the end of this, uh, right before the round starts, for those of you who may not have time to listen to this show and the other shows. Uh, one quick plug before we start, our good friend, Older Goaler, he helps out over at the MLS Fantasy Boss Discord chat, and you see him on Twitter a lot, has some great little fun twists to the fantasy season. For the past four years, he's been running a league that is called Fantasy for Kids. And what it's designed to do is for parents to play with their kids to help get them into the fantasy game. So basically, moms, dads out there, you would have an account and you would work with your, your children to participate in the fantasy experience because they can't officially have accounts when they're under 13. Uh, and this is ideally for kids 8 to 13 so that you can help build that interest in fantasy and the league and soccer in general and just be a fun bonding time with parents. So he has this special league, uh, Fantasy for Kids. If you want to join, they're still looking for people. Uh, his son actually was a, a round winning number one point scoring player last season, which was a lot of fun. Congrats, Jack, right there. Um, but yeah, check him out at Older Goaler on Twitter if you want an invite to the Fantasy Four Kids League. Also head over to r slash fantasy MLS. You can find invite inf instructions and the league link right there too. So uh, big props to Older Goaler for doing that and really helping get the kids involved. Uh, clap, point. All right, guys, uh, now we're going to talk player picks for round one. We're going to start with the keepers. And, and goalkeeper, sorry, keepers and defenders in just one little lump, that whole defensive unit thing right there. Uh, so, Mike, who are you 
looking at or just what are your general thoughts about goalkeepers and defenders for round one and how should people be approaching that? Um, well, I mean, I think, you know, we're looking at keepers and goalkeepers or excuse me, keepers and defenders this week. It's really just to kind of first identify who your clean sheet options are uh, and then find the cheapest defender on those teams. Um, you don't want to spend a whole lot of money on the defense um, with the budget so tight at the beginning of the year. Um, and things kind of sorting itself out. You pretty much just want to take your clean sheet uh, tickets and get out of there and put your money into uh, up front to deciding between the Zlatans and Ladero's and all that for week one. Um, so for me, there's a few teams that I'm looking at uh, this week. Uh, first, I think it obviously is Seattle. Um, FC Cincinnati does not have a really attacking midfielder. They only have Fernando Adi. They're on the road. Um, even with Seattle having to replace Ozzy Alonso, I think that's a great shout for a clean sheet. Um, so right now I have, uh, Stefan Fry, uh, and Kim Kihi, uh, in my team. Um, Fry is a premium, uh, goalie at 6 million. Uh, Kihi is at 5.5. Uh, another one I'm looking at is Dallas. Um, the Revs have had a really poor preseason. They had a poor last season or end to last season. Um, so I, right now I have Hod 4.5, great option there, uh, to kind of get through. Uh, Philly, I think is another one, um. TFC doesn't have Josie Altidore yet. Um, I don't think they'll have their new DP signing yet either for this game. So I think it's a good opportunity for Philly at home uh, to get it. And by the way, if you're brand new, um, don't pick defenders or goalkeepers who are away. You only want to pick home. That's generally true all around the, the, the your team, but especially for defenders and keepers. Don't don't try to get cute. Um and then lastly, I have right now in Betashore at, at $6 million, uh, LAFC. Um, my thought there is I think Sporting Kansas City is going to rotate heavily uh, before their next round at CCL. Uh, they're going to be on the road in L.A. Um, so I think LAFC might have a good shot at, at a clean sheet. Um, I think this might be a good time to kind of – but I kind of have that as like a, a special role, like that I'm going to kind of – look through the weekend and depending on the lineups. Um, I'm really interested to see, for example, how the Red Bulls rotate. Um, if we see Red Bulls uh, USL, time, uh, USL team uh, in Columbus, I, I may switch Beta Shore to a Columbus player. Um, yeah, and that's yeah. a team to watch out for because uh, the CCL has a big impact, but New York Red Bulls pretty much rolled out a Red Bulls 2-2 two, two team in this second leg, still got the win. They had that buffer. So we could see some of the premium – uh, starting Red Bulls players play against Columbus this week? Well, I mean, they, they subbed people off early. I wouldn't say it's a Red Bulls. I mean, the Red Bulls are such a deep team that I'm generally not super inclined to say, oh, yeah, just because the Red Bulls are rotating that uh, Columbus will just run all over them. That's not the case. We saw that last year when Port when um, they put out all scrubs and they those scrubs beat Portland like three or four to one or something like that, if you remember that result. Um, so it, it's different for the other CCL teams, um, namely Atlanta, um, Sporting Kansas City, Houston, where I don't think they have the depth that the Red Bulls do to be able to kind of do that rotation. But I think it's something I'm going to be paying attention to for a clean sheet um, anyway. Before we get to you, Blaine, I will mention the other CCL teams right now. As we're recording, Atlanta has just finished uh, winning. Shocker for me. I, I was not – I did not think they could do it. Excited that they did. I'm very glad. Uh, but they went all out with, with their A-team there. And then Sporting Kansas City is playing right now up 1-0. I, I think they've got that one in the bag. Um, 
but they've also yeah, gone two out. could have to score five. Yeah, and that's not going to happen. <laughs> uh, but no, I think they've got one in, that in the bag, and they've rolled out their A team as well. So uh, they're that's definitely a good chance. Those are both later games this round, so be mindful of that. Uh, but Houston also did not roll out their A team in their match as well. They definitely rolled out their solid B team. Some guys rotated in for the subs about the sixty minute or seventy minute mark. I want to say, uh, but they had some of those like the Minotas people. Their defense was a bit more usual, but they did so as attacking players. They also had heavy rotations in CCL, so that's something to keep in mind. We'll probably talk about later, though. Um, do you have anything else to wrap up, Mike, with your picks, or we're going to go to Blaine now? Uh, no, that's, that, that's it. Those are my four. Um, oh, I, I will mention, right now I have Brian Rowe from Orlando um, and in a keeper spot just because he's 4.5, so he's pretty cheap for a keeper. I have $1 million in the bank to kind of play around with that um, if I kind of change my mind. But um, Orlando's the second game. Uh, of the round so it's pretty easy to do a keeper um using that so that's kind of what i have right now uh in case new york city's uh struggles to uh score continue all right blaine your general strategy and who do you have in your lineup right now you're muted blaine <laughs> we can't hear you blade well while blaine is looking confused <laughs> blaine is confused while blaine is, uh, is getting his uh, technical difficulties worked out the magic of, of all this um, <laughs> recording from multiple states. Uh, Jason can't be with us tonight, so I'll go ahead and give you his information that he sent to me via the Twitterverse very quickly. Uh, he sent me his lineup. There were some tweaks. He was he was chatting with us, trying to find some values beforehand because he's all about those differentials. Uh, but I will read that for you while Blaine's doing his little technical thing. Uh, on the keeper side, Jason is starting with uh, Blake, and then he has uh, Vega, on the on the bench, uh, Vegas from San Antonio. San Antonio. I was talking to about San Antonio just a little bit ago. Uh, he is from San. Jose. No, no, I did. Sherry from one of our Patreon supporters. She's moved down there, and so we were we were talking San Antonio. Um, but San Jose is where uh, Vegas from. Four point keeper, likely going to be the starter. So he's got him on the bench. He's got Blake in his starting lineup. Five point five. Uh, some people could leverage that to a switcheroo, but Jay's just going with it straight up that way. Uh, on his defense in the start, he's got El Munir from LAFC, also someone a little bit cheaper side from Mike at 4.5. And he's got Smith over in Seattle at uh, 5 million. He's going to be on the left side, and they're uh, expecting to do a lot of pushing right there. Uh, he's got a, a little scrub defender right there from LA. And then on his bench, he has Fabinho from Philly, and he also has Ryan Hollingshead, which I believe you mentioned as well, right, Mike? Yeah. Yep. So that's who Jason got. Blaine dropped out, came back. You got some sound now, buddy? You do not have sound now, buddy. We'll let you keep <laughs> keep working on that. So while Blaine is was, doing was that. Was Smith from Seattle the one you were concerned about with an injury? Yes. There's like I will, two. I, I, I don't right remember now. if it was the yeah. Smith from Colorado or the Smith from Seattle. It was the Smith <laughs> was from like Seattle. So, so for me, my general approach for keepers and defenders, at least in this round one, is I want to put as much money into my attack as I can. Uh, I tweeted out a little bit earlier some of the historical stats for goals scored and clean sheets in the opening week. And for the past five years, it's kind of rotated between high 20, 30-plus scoring rounds and kind of lower in the teen sub-20 scores in the first round. Clean sheets are always – five to seven, something like that. So I think the highest was nine of the past few years. So not a whole lot of clean sheets usually in the first week. Uh, so for me, that means I want attacking players. So cheap defense, budget defense, kind of don't even really care if they're going to get clean sheets or not, but I want the home players so they have the better chance. So at keeper right now, I have Vega on my bench. 
mostly because I'm going to check and see what starting lineups look like to decide if I want to do a Blake. But at this point, I'm probably going to put Vega back in uh, to just go straight up with him and just see how that works out. Even if I leave him on the bench, I could still wait to see what his points are and maybe bring in uh, someone from from either uh, D.C. or or L.A. later, LAFC later in the week. Um, but I probably just might go with him. Uh, that'd be for Keeper Roo. I'll talk about that later in another video we have coming out. On my bench, equally as budget, I also have Ryan Hollingshead from Dallas, 4.5 on the left side. He's a very versatile player. I'd expect him to be have a very attacking spirit and maybe get some assists or something, especially against that 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 ooh, a hurting New England team. Uh, but he's he's very nice value. I also have Smith, and as Mike said, there were some concerns about Smith and an injury. He got subbed off in their last preseason game, and some people were worried about that. The They just said it was a precaution, they being the coaching staff, and so he was taken off to make sure there was some tightness there. Uh, if he does not play, then you're looking at Tolo as a replacement for him, who is 4.5, so even better with the budget. For me, I have Smith in there right now because if he starts, that's great. I'll be able to see that. If he doesn't, I can save myself 0.5, but I'm not going to spend that. Uh, so I don't find myself short later. So I got Smith in there. Uh, on the defense bench that I have for coming in, I have Francis from Columbus, and I have Gaddis from Philadelphia. Uh, Gaddis has just come back and looks like he may be starting on the right side, so I've got him a nice 4.5. Francis is also 4.5, and he's filling in for an injury, so a very budget Columbus player there. I have them on the bench because I am worried about the Red Bulls, and I'm not sure what's going to happen with Toronto, so I'll just take whoever's the higher of the two and roll with it. Blaine, do we have some sound from you now? We still do not have sound from you. I am baffled. Perhaps Lily pulled something. <laughs> Perhaps. Oh, now you're muted. So Just muted. There we go. Hey! There we go. We hey, got him. I don't got know him. what was going on there. So that was, Yeah, I'll blame Lily for the Gremlins. Uh, because MLS. That's what I yeah. Lily was trying to save us from his terrible picks. She was. <laughs> yeah. uh, so, Blaine, what's your general strategy for defenders and keepers, and who do you got? I started by looking at who my best clean sheet options were, and really the only team that jumped, like, massively jumped out at me was Seattle. Um, I like Dallas's chances. I like Philly's chances as two of your other teams. But both TFC and New England have the scores that you kind of got to worry about at times. So I, I just Seattle's where I want to load up, but this new three players per team thing really changes it. It does. So then I it, said it would. So it's looking at budget options everywhere else, and so I took care of it. I took care of it that way. I'm like, okay, Philly's got some cheap guys. Dallas has got a couple cheap guys. Blake's kind of my number one keeper that I've looked at here, just because of the way the rest of the lineups work out. So it's just kind of a hodgepodge between who's going to actually start and what prices are going to be there between really Dallas, Philly, and Seattle. But I would be loading up with Seattle if I didn't like their attacking options in this week so much better. Yeah, it's it's a rough week for trying to hunt clean sheets. I mean, you've got Philadelphia against Toronto. Uh, who knows what that's going to be with our CCL action there. A lot of the teams that are typically the better attacking teams and better defending teams are away this week. And as we tend to believe in this show, if you're new and just tuning in, the home advantage is so real MLS that it, it just really makes sense to, to lean towards the home teams in those situations. And just a lot of the ones you're unsure about. Dallas and, is solid. Dallas is solid. Yeah. And the one road team that really jumped out at me, and it's because I have no faith in their opponent, is Montreal playing in San Jose. 
Like this is one of those road teams where I really want to try to take a flyer on it. And Evan Bush has been in an early draft in my lineup and I'm just switching them out tonight because I know the home field advantage is so important in MLS. And, and but Bush is one of those it on guys. Some. Yeah, and it's just it, it's that home field advantage. If it was in Montreal, I think Evan Bush and two defenders, or at least one defender, would be almost a must own this week. But it's just not there yet. They're going to fly that distance down to San Jose. They're going to play this man marking system. Mm. But no, Bush, a solid uh, keeper that's usually a very good price. And and the other the other thing for Bush is if you're not sold on the on the clean sheet chances for these other teams and you don't want to reach for Fry, San Jose, with the way they're playing, is going to put a lot of shots at Bush. Bush may not get the clean sheet. He may give up two goals. But you're looking at the bonus points he might produce, and that could make up for a non-clean sheet keeper at the same price point. Very true. All right, guys. And, let's and one move thing on. to kind Go of uh, – I just wanted to throw out too. Um, I think with the, the attackers generally are harder to get value as far as price rises and budget changes. Uh, we don't know what exactly the system is, but I think it's fair to say, judging on last year, that the starting price point matters. So if you can get some of these cheap guys who are 4.5 or um, keepers – that can be valuable. I mean, even just throwing Vega in in the end, if you don't want to do a keeperu, I mean, I, th- I think doing keeperu is pretty good as far as points. But if you're like, you know what, I just want to improve my budget, just put Vega because at 4.0, he's probably going to get a price rise just by starting because that's not a starting price point. Yeah, um, I think pretty much anyone under five, Ben Bear priced as they are not starters. So if they start, they're probably going to see some sort of price rise. You know, I mean, we don't know the formula. We haven't seen the numbers. We're just kind of guessing. But that's a safe assumption based on last year and what they've told us about the formula. I don't think that's going to change, you know. Yeah. It's hard. It's easier to do that here than in the midfield and forward. Oh, definitely. Definitely. But that's where people are really looking for points. So let's move into that attacking slots, uh, yeah. those, those midfields and forwards. Start with the midfielders. Uh, Mike, do you want to – Start this one as well. Who are you looking at for midfield and what's your general philosophy right here? Either order. So this isn't quite reflected in my team as of right now, but I mean, one of the first things I'm doing is I'm looking at the CCL teams Um, because I mean, as I mean, as of right now, uh, it looks like four of them are going to be, four of them have games next week. Um, I think, Everyone except for Sporting Kansas City is going to be playing Mexican competition, which is going to be very tough. Um, so I'm expecting most of those teams to rotate. Houston is at home. I don't really want RSL on the road. I mean, that's never worked out well if you followed fantasy for years. Rusnak is – it doesn't matter who he plays on the road. He's just terrible. Um, so a big player for me is Lucho Acosta. Um, almost got sold to PSG this year. Uh, 10.5, so he's not priced as a premium. He's looked great in preseason so far. Um, with a, I'm expecting Atlanta to rotate, and Atlanta, with all of its virtues, depth is not one of them, especially defensively. So I, I think DC could be in for some good points. Um, I also have Ladero. I, I think, uh, Marie, we talked about it last week. FC Cincinnati looks to be more defensive, but they may not be very good at it, at least yet. Um, regardless, I think Ladero will rack up a lot of bonus points um, at home uh, with all of the possession in the world. Um, we also talked about Pax and Pomichol, uh last week. Um, it's not quite as certain now if he's going to start reading it the last, but I think he's probably going to. He's $6 million. Um, He's being cast 
um, for most experts as an attacking creative midfielder. Um, that's the kind of person that you want on the team against the Rebs with their defensive issues. I think that's a great opportunity for points. Um, and right, right now, I have kind of a flyer on Sasha Kleshin, um in case New York City's defensive issues uh, don't get sorted out. He's only 8.5. Um, I may have freed up enough of a budget elsewhere that I can move on from him, but I needed kind of a cheap mid-tier um, person with a high ceiling, so that's why I went with uh, Sasha Kleshin. Because, I mean, if he has a good day against New York City, uh, you could really see a prize for us. So that's what I'm looking at right now. Blaine, what about you? Yeah, I started looking kind of the same way Mike did, and I built the front seven of my team looking at how do I get three premium players in my roster and then kind of filling in around that. So I picked three premium players. I'm torn. Like I said, I'm the Montreal fan around here. I like I like watching them play. I put Piatti in the, one of the first drafts of my lineup. Just the way San Jose plays, I know it's a road game, but Piatti on his own can get a lot of work done. So he's that guy I've got in the lineup right now as my premium midfielder. I am running two premium forwards, which you'll hear about later. So that changed up how I build my midfield up. Pomacall, again, just great way to save some budget hoping that he starts. If he doesn't, that's at least a fairly early game, so I will have options to switch to if that doesn't work out. And then I looked at a couple of guys on some teams that I like. Their attacking presence can be pretty powerful coming in, and that's Christian Roldan and Benny Philhaber this week. Um, I love the way Colorado's turning it around. Um, He's going to be kind of the main man pulling the strings in the middle, and if Portland starts to run on Colorado, he's right there in the middle to start clogging up the gaps. And he's shown a lot of defensive work over the last two seasons, both with Sporting Kansas City and with L.A. So I go in both ways here. He's kind of played that box to box and now he's getting moved to a more attacking role. But if he has to revert back to that, that's just bonus points for us at this point. So that's the midfield I'm looking at here, and I'm going for an all-out attacking style this week because I just have that feeling that this week's going to open up with goals in MLS instead of other or years past where it's been a little more cagey to start with. All right, looking at the lineup that Jason sent us, he's gone with uh, Martinez from Houston, so betting against his RSL boys right there. He's got Nico Ladero in his lineup. Uh, he's got Luciano Acosto. Uh, there with DC. He's got a uh, scrub in because he's going with Pax and Pomichol on the bench as a potential switcheroo to come in there or an autoroo to come in there uh, and take his place. So those are the four that he has. As for myself, so I like attacking midfielders a lot. And the midfield is where I wanted to spend most of my cash while building my team. So I went cheap in the back. Uh, Business in the back, party in the front. The reverse mullet. That's, I guess, what we've got <laughs> right here. I, th- I think I've seen people call it that before online or in Discord chat. Um, I saw it the fantasy mullet. <laughs> fantasy <laughs> mullet. There we go. The re- it's the, the reverse fantasy mullet. Uh, but, yeah, I spent most of my money on attacking midfielders. Primarily, if you're a new player and you're looking for these midfielders, if you can find some budget guys, that's awesome. You really want to shy away from some of the defensive mids because they're not going to excel as much. Maybe in a double game week you'll look at them because they'll give you better floor. But in a week like this, no, just say no to the defensive mids. You want attacking mids, and if you can, find the guys who are on set pieces and uh, and corner kicks, things like that, because that's going to give you – or PKs. That's going to give you the better shot at some of those extra points and extra chances. So for me, I've got uh, Lucho Acosta from D.C., I've got Nico Ladero from Seattle. I've got Alessandrini from LA. I've got Wynn from LAFC. Uh, and then I've gone back and forth between Pax and Pomacall, but I ended up going with Mascara uh, 
right now from Dallas. I I wanted to get some attacking coverage in that New England game because New England has just looked horrible all of preseason. It's it's that Houston game, man. I tell you, that really made me think because since they they didn't go all out in that second CCL game, and RSL, as you were saying, Mike has had. Uh, a tradition of not doing well in the road and not doing well in Texas. Uh, I was like, man, I, I tried hard to work some guys from Houston into my team, but in the end, I just thought some of these other options were better. Um, LA against Chicago, I think that could be goals on both sides. LA's defense is not fantastic. Chicago's got some better attacking pieces. Maybe that could play out. And uh, LA's got Zlatan. And, and with Legette not being healthy, I think even if that was tempting for you as a bit more budget, I think Allison Drini's a better option there. Uh, and with Kamara on his way out, uh, then I think that's going to even lean more on Allison Drini as a potential point scorer for fantasy. Uh, and then, of course, for a while I had a double Seattle there with Rodriguez and Ladero, but I wanted to get some diversity uh, and go for some other options as well. But So I've gone heavy with those attacking midfielder players right there. I still have the option of downgrading to uh, to Pax and Pomical if I need to, to open up some budget with Mascara, but I'll see all of that beforehand. And Mike, you're right. There is some rumblings that uh, maybe he might not start in, in game one. Uh, he's definitely in that talk though. So keep an eye on the rosters if you are considering starting Paxton. Uh, but Mascara is only 7.5 and he equally was tearing it up during preseason. So some good options there in my opinion. And and some good things we talked about some of the uncertainty. FC Dallas is the third uh, and part of the third group to kick off. Uh, Houston's right behind that at five o'clock um, Central Standard Time. So um, for me, if I was really interested in Houston, I would kind of think of them with possibly an LAFC player or someone who plays later. They kind of swap them out in case Minotis in that because I, I know Houston kind of took it a little bit easier midweek. I kind of think they're going to take it easy again because they play Tigres. So they didn't need everybody yep. rested up. Um, so, but I mean, maybe they say, you know what? <laughs> We're not beating Tigres anyway. Let's just beat RSL and we'll just take the money from the Tigres game and uh, make, take it to the bank. Yeah. And you could um, so see we'll, guys, we'll either approach. Yeah. You could see guys start, maybe play the first 60 minutes and then sub out uh, to try to save some legs as well. But yeah, you just, you just don't know until you see it. Uh, some of these other teams, maybe while we didn't go with them, Columbus has some great midfield options, but we talked about New York Red Bulls already might be a bit tougher game, uh, especially with some of these more tempting options. Uh, Philly in Orlando or Philly's got that new system. So there's still some question marks on how they're going to, to produce, but if uh, and they got if rid wanted, of Dojko. and they got rid of Dojko, who in the past has been their bread and butter guy. Um, if you wanted to go, to go with Fabian, with Fabian uh, he's been doing well. He's been producing well. He's nine million. Uh, just for me, though, I I was willing to spend a little bit more to to get somebody like like Alessandrini, or I'd rather go cheaper and get someone like Lee Wynn, who's going to be played against most likely a rotated Sporting Kansas City team. So that's why some of that was dropping off. Uh, Colorado has been a popular team. I've seen a lot of people throw out. They've got Benny Failhaber and Kellen Acosta that they can go with. Acosta is kind of hit or miss. You don't really know which one's going to show up sometimes. I think he'll be better this year, but uh, starting off against Portland, they're likely to bunker heavily and, and just try to see what they can come out with. So it might be an ugly game, may not get a lot of points. And if you're going to go with some flyers with Colorado, you might as well go up front with someone like Rubio or, or Kai Kamara. Um, also heard a lot of people talking about Vancouver. They could be great personally for me. And if you guys agree with this, let me know personally for me, it's a whole new team. And I just want to see, 
a little bit of something before I start taking risks with Vancouver. And in round one, I'd rather go with something a bit more sure than a flyer like that. Yeah, and I mean, also Minnesota is going to look better. I mean, I think if, if Minnesota is going to be any de- way decent, starting with a healthy Ozzie Alonso, starting with a healthy Icopara, this is the kind of game I expect them to do okay in. Yeah. Um, it'll be the first real test. So I don't see a whole lot of love um, for Vancouver on that one. Um, I think we pretty much – yeah, I mean, you mentioned it. I, I'm not going to touch Colorado right now. Uh, maybe in a better matchup, but against Portland, uh, yeah. I, I don't think so. Um yeah, right. I think I think we pretty much covered everything. I mean, the only thing I would I would kind of push back against um, Blaine picking Piatti. Uh, I don't think that's a great matchup for Montreal because I, I don't think San Jose is going to be looking to possess the ball, um, and so I don't think Montreal is going to get those counterattack opportunities. That's really been the bread and butter. And where Piatti, uh, I'm sure Piatti can kind of get some points because he's this that good. Um, but not to mention, it's it's not only just a road game; it's a uh, interconference road game all the way to California. Um, that's not, I think there are better options. And they could double man mark him when they go down there. So it, it could be a pretty rough time for him. They're probably just going to triple man mark him. Cause that's <laughs> 11 man mark him. The goalkeeper will be running. Vega will be running out there. I'm, I keep thinking street fighter. That's, that's what I want to do. Yeah. Uh, okay. Let's move on to forwards. Uh, Blaine, do you want to kick us off? Or are you still playing around with Lily? I can kick I us Lily's off if making, I need to. Oh, I, thought, I thought Lily's making the picks. She what is making the picks. <laughs> yeah, and she's got two names in front of her. They're the two names that I put on my team first. Um, these guys were must-owns for me this weekend, and that's uh, Raul Rui Diaz and Zlatan. I, I just, these two matchups are too juicy. These two players are just that good. I couldn't pass up on either one of these. Uh, sorry, Reed. I just don't trust Cincy, and Rui Diaz is known to tear teams apart and get multiple goals. I think he's really one of your – probably your highest rated must own forward this week. And I put Zlatan right behind him. Uh, we know what he's capable of and how much magic he brought to the league last year. And it, it's just, it was too hard to exclude either one of these guys. And those are the, those are the two guys on my captain's list too. And Lily was working on picking those uh, right now. I am. I don't think she likes either of those picks. Yeah. That's <laughs> kind of the way it's looking right now. Um, Right now, I've got Diego Rubio in as a third forward. I want to get a third forward, and it's kind of going to depend on what the money does in the back and who starts. If I can't, if Hollingshead starts, that frees up an extra million in the back on my lineup, but I'm not putting him out there until I know that. And if I can get a little bit of extra money, I'll upgrade Rubio. If I can't get quite to where I want to, um, I'll probably grab a midfielder that eats up the rest of that money and put him in my lineup. Mike, what about you? Who are you going with, and what is your general strategy? Um, I, I don't know if I have too much of a general strategy other than just look for the the biggest mat, uh, matchups uh, that I think are really opportune for a lot of goals. Um, I'm mean, kind of my general forward is uh, I like forwards who uh, are more consistent as the focal point of their team. Um, that's why, like traditionally, I shy away from Houston, um, even if they played uh, their starting lineup. Um, Elise and Kyoto for all of their strengths. I always make them nervous because a lot of times the Houston can either run on the left or run on the right. And if they run away from one of those forwards, that forward doesn't get as much uh, production uh, fantasy wise. So it can be very uh, feast or famine for them. Um, so 
I have Zlatan too. Um, Chicago Fire um, have been a dumpster fire as of a defense. Um, it's a you know Western versus Eastern Conference road game for them. Uh, I think there's a tremendous opportunity for LA, um, even with losing Ola Kamara and um, Leggett this week. I still think with Alessandrini, uh, they should be able to do quite enough to um, put in a bunch of goals in front of the home crowd. Uh, and then the other one I have is Burke. Um, TFC's defense has been horrific. Uh, Burke is also $8 million, so it frees up a little bit of money um, to kind of put in elsewhere, um, you know, for keep keeperoos or switcheroos or, or whatever I want. Um, I, I'm if If not, I don't agree that Rui Diaz is a must-own player. Um, I think my my other option right this week is Wayne Rooney, uh, mostly because I'm expecting Atlanta to rotate heavily uh, before their CCL game. So I, I think Wayne Rooney against Atlanta backups with Lucho Costa at home. Uh, we saw what Wayne did last year. We don't have to worry about him being tired. So this is going to be one of the, the better opportunities to use uh, Wayne Rooney. So those are kind of the, the forwards that I, that I'm looking at. And for Jason, he has got three fours right here. He has got a Minotas from Houston. He's got Zlatan there at LA as well. And then he's got Dominic Baji from Dallas right there. Uh, he has uh, gone all in with the forwards, so no no fancy, schmancy things right there for him. Uh, as for me, with, with forwards, like I said, I like to go with the midfield, and a lot of that is because forwards basically are one-trick ponies. They have to score, they have to shoot in order to get – the, the points. Uh, clearly, duh, obvious, why am I saying this? Uh, it's because the ones that can do more than that are the ones who can be rewarding fantasy-wise when they don't get a brace in a game. So players like Rooney are, are good because they will pass the ball, and uh, not all forwards will do that, and it pays off in fantasy bonus points when they do. Uh, that being said, I went with a guy who probably won't pass the ball and that's Laton. So he is my, my one <laughs> guaranteed forward. He's going to get all the balls sent to him since, since Kamara's got anyway. Uh, but the guy just, just does crazy things and he's going to break all the records. So uh, he is my, my guaranteed forward that I have. I've got one on the bench for an auto Rue and that's Dominic Baji. He was doing pretty well during preseason. He's got speed and new England is awful. So I'm hoping that it, even if he comes out and someone else comes in, that at least in the first 60, 70 minutes that he'll be able to use that speed to try to tear somebody up and get a goal and maybe some passes or something. But uh, he's, he's on my bench. So, yeah, I went light on forwards just because I think the midfielders have better bonus point potential. Uh, but, I mean, yeah, I was tempted by Wayne Rudy, especially with some rotations from Atlanta. D.C. has traditionally done great against Atlanta, so I can totally understand that. Uh, I don't think it's be better than Zlatan, though. Uh, LAFC, Vela has some some questions about his, his fitness. He got a knock. He's taking it a little bit easy in practice, so some people aren't sure what's going to happen, especially if Sporting Kansas City does come out light. Why, why worry about him getting injured again, something like that? Uh, so keep an eye on that if you are going to go with Vela. Rooney and Vela are the same price, though. Uh, you can't see the double lineups, but that's an easy switch if you want to have one being a placeholder. So don't worry about that there. Um, I didn't go with Rui Diaz. I thought a lot about Rui Diaz. The one thing I worry about, similar to Portland, if Cincinnati does bunker, Columbus was able to, to get through it. But if Cincinnati does bunker, I think that makes it harder for Rui Diaz, but better for Ladero because he can still – work on controlling that midfield with his passes and, and going through there. It might be more frustrating for Rui Diaz if Cincinnati bunkers than for Ladero if Cincinnati bunkers. So uh, that's why I ended up just going with Sultan at the top. 
I think that covers most of the forwards. I like some of those those little budget picks that you guys had out there. Uh, so we'll see how that works out. Moving on to Captains Blaine, what has Lily determined is going to be your fate as far as Captain goes? Well, she spent a lot of time with both cards that I gave her, but she bent one of them. She was a little more emphatic on it. And so there it is for the camera. Lily picks Zlatan this week. You can see the little bit of a bend in it here. That's Lily's pick, and that's where I'm going. Mike? Uh, Lily's a smart girl. I have Zlatan as well. Uh, Jason agrees with you all. He also has Zlatan. Uh, I think you're all foolish. I have gone with Nico Ladero. I think it is the easiest captain decision ever just because of his bonus point potential in addition to the ability for goal scoring against a weaker Cincinnati team. Uh, I get Zlatan, though. Is it is it because of Ola being gone? Does that bump him over? Did you consider Ladero, guys? Well, Ladero's not in my lineup, so nothing really to consider there. Well, well the you're just – but you're ridiculous. Was, you're a ridiculous the, person. But before the <laughs> before the Kamara news, Laton had the captain's armband in every draft I had. Yeah, I mean, I didn't really figure Ola Kamara. I don't think a whole lot of defenses paid him a whole lot of attention last year. <laughs> um, you know, I, I I will say that I spent a good 15 minutes thinking when those rumors were hitting that Ola Kamara was going to be joining New York City, which was a really fun 15 minutes before I looked into the <laughs> was actually reporting it and realized he was full of it. Um, but, I mean, to, to me, the difference is I, I think FC Cincinnati will – and while I think Nico Lodero um, has a lower floor, I also suspect that may lower his ceiling um, this week, whereas I don't think Zlatan's uh, ceiling is going to be lowered. I think they're just going to steamroll uh, Chicago. Just thinking a brace or a hat trick. Yeah. Sorry, got to do a happy dance. Penalty to Kansas City. Penalty to Kansas City. There we go. Watching this live. They're going to make it. I told you are going to make it. What you said, Mike? Oh. Reed believes that they will win? Yeah, that's. Yeah. I think that's what Mike said. That's oh, right. and that's a dog so red as well on that one. Perfect. Uh, we already covered clean sheets uh, during our defender and keeper section, so we're not going to do that this time. Uh, normally in the chalkboard, we will get those uh, split off for everybody. Uh, so that is who we have for uh, our captain picks and our player picks. I hope that's helpful for everybody, especially those of you who are new. If you're still looking for a league to join, you can head over to our slash fantasy MLS and we have a, a mega leagues thread. So you can join the leagues that we have there. Uh, that includes the, all the official MLS fantasy boss network leagues. That's the R slash fantasy MLS league and the MLS fantasy boss official league. Those are all classic leagues. So not head to head there. We will be giving prizes during both, uh, the spring and the fall, which are MLS gift cards. If you're a Patreon member, be sure to head over to Patreon and sign up for our Patreon exclusive leagues. Uh, this year so far, I had a poll and it looks like the head to head league is going to be our prize league right there. So again, we have more gift cards going out that way. We may switch it up and maybe do one, one season or one half of the season and one, the other half of the season, but uh, we'll see how that is, but that's, that's in there. There'll be more swag going out, stickers, scarves, glasses. I'm working on something maybe special. I'm trying to get some pricing right now. We'll see how that works, but head over to Patreon.com slash MLSFI if you want to learn more about how you can help support this channel and uh, participate with some fun people. Our top donors in our partner level get invited to our MLS Fantasy Insider uh, Experts Invitational League and get to play against guys from from us and MLS and other guests that we have on there. And it's great this year, guys. You guys have seen it already. Uh, we've got Ben Bear as usual. 
Weeby got voted back in like you guys already heard, but we've also got the entire crew from Fantasy United FC. So we've got Matt Doyle, and we've also got Bobby Warshaw joining us. Got some classic extra time going on here with Jason Seguini joining in. It's it's going to be fantastic. Uh, we've also got our, our new friends over from uh, Minnesota. We talked about last uh, episode um, the uh, – Jamie Watson and Steve McPherson uh, did the podcast with Fantasy. Dave joined us, so we've got some insiders and some former players coming in. It's going to be a fantastic league. If you want a part of that, you can join by becoming one of our top-tier Patreon members. So it'll be a lot of fun. We'll get people up to date right here. Uh, Anything else you guys want to mention as we're closing this thing out? Uh, no, just go check out. There's a bunch of leagues, um, you know, third-party ple- uh, places that are offering prizes. I, I know the Athletic is. Uh, I know um, Extra Time Radio just announced that, the, you know, the top weekly winner of the, uh, in their league is going to get some swag. Yes, so um, swag. definitely go to Reddit and, and go check that out. Um, also, um, we... We, we are letting we be back into the league, but it is going to be conditional. Um, we are throwing around what the penalty is going to be if he ghosts us again. Um, I have proposed um, him having to plug our Patreon and wearing an MLSFI scarf on the Extra Time uh, show. Um, but I, I'm sure that some of y'all can come up with something more creative. So let us know what Weeby's condition should be if he, and punishment should be if he ghosts. <laughs> Definitely. All right. Thanks to everyone listening. Uh, If it helps, I hope so. Let us know and good luck.